0: Nice to see you all, Um, packed out room. My name's Nicola, and I'm part of the team here at Basingstoke. I'm going to just begin by reading our verse for this morning. Um, It's taken from John 17. Now, this is a prayer that Jesus prays in the Bible. It's one of the, well, it's the final thing we see him do before he is arrested and crucified and we've looked we've broken the prayer down into three parts so this is the final bit of that prayer this morning so John 17 verse 20 my prayer is not for them alone I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one may be in them. Amen. Yes, so these are Jesus' final prayers. It's an amazing insight into the heart of God As, as Jesus prays to his Father. He prays for the world. He prays for anyone who comes to believe in his name. All believers, that's us, This is Jesus's prayer for us. He prays that we might be one, that we might be united, and that God might be known through our unity. Um, But we we're different, us humans. I've got two boys um, who were running around in their pajamas earlier. You might have seen them running around in pajamas eating pastries. That's that 's church for us um, they 're two and they 're three um, and they they 've grown up in a very similar um, similar way they 're fifteen months apart. They were born in the same house they 've got the same parents they've they 've had the same things happen to them, but they are so different from one another in fact we were we were remarking on this, my husband and I the other day because just the way they wake up in the morning is incredibly different. So Jed the other morning, he's my youngest, he's two, he, um, he woke up and he, uh, the house was pitch black. He climbs out of his cot, which is probably a sign that he shouldn't be in a cot anymore. Um, but anyway, he climbs out of his cot and he goes down the corridor in pitch blackness, comes comes into our room climbs climbs into our bed shouts that it's it's morning and then he turns the light on and and hands my husband his glasses and his socks and gets everyone ready to come downstairs and and it's all a very sort of joyful morning experience um bless him is three when he wakes up doesn't leave his bed and i don't want to i don't think i can um do what he does but he just screams at the top of his voice mama just two very different things two very different boys even though they've grown up in the same home with the same parents they're not the same um and whilst I, I had my two babies, I also got to do some studying, um, and I got to go to college and, and study theology. And one of the reasons I'm grateful for the timing of being able to do this is it happened, well, it happened kind of in the aftermath of the Me Too movement, um, where we we as a kind of society talked a lot about um, issues of gender and equality with gender and it also happened the same time as we were talking about Black Lives Matters. And so we were talking a lot about racial equality as well. And and my college were really good at doing that. They're an old college and and during this time basically it came about that the money that made the building that we were studying in came from the slave trade. That's where the money came from. And so the college were doing a lot of work of how do we, how do we repair this, this fact that we that, that we, the reason we're able to be here is because of the, the profit made from the slave trade 200 years ago. Um, and so it meant that we got to study a lot about diversity and stuff. But one of the lessons that, um, that I learned... Whilst we were doing this, is that we might have grown up in the same neighborhoods, we might have grown up in the same country and gone to the same schools, gone to the same church, but actually, each one of us, our narrative and our experience is different. And the importance of listening to one another and hearing our experiences and our stories and what it's like for us. If our, if our backgrounds might be different, if our gender might be different, if our sexuality might be different or the color of our skin, it's, we're different. And even in our church, Basingstoke Church, we have five different services across our church. So let alone the wider church, but even here, Basingstoke Church, each one of our services is so different from the other, different traditions. And between us as Christians, as we gather on a Sunday, we've grown up in different traditions, some of faith, some not of faith, different interpretations of Christianity, different experiences and and different understandings. And this week I was thinking about difference. And I was thinking about that word and and what what comes to mind and I was reflecting on it. And, And the truth is when I think of difference, I think of division. I think of arguments that people have. Of oppression because of differences of opinions, conflicts, war. And knowing that I was going to speak about this this Sunday, I couldn't help but feel uncomfortable as I reflected on the prayer of Jesus. And then the reality of the world around me was conflict is all in my news feeds on my phone. There's Christians who are arguing over the conflict, taking different opinions, Christians falling out over lots of different issues. And it made me feel quite sad looking at all these conversations going on. And I was reminded of Jesus in Luke 19 when he comes to Jerusalem. And he looks over Jerusalem, and it says that he weeps. He weeps over Jerusalem. And I was imagining Jesus looking at the conflict that's going on and other conflicts, international, countries against country, people against people, families in conflict with one another, his church in conflict over one another. And I was imagining him weeping. Because division is not God's way. This is not God's way. But the interesting thing is, difference is God's way. And I'm just going to go through this book and show you why difference is something that God loves. Because we see a God who instructs and designs and orchestrates for an alternative outcome to what we're seeing in the world when we look out today. An outcome where difference is pivotal and celebrated. And it begins in Genesis. Genesis 12, and God calls Abraham the father of our faith. And he says to them, Through you, all nations will be blessed. God's heart was for all nations. And then we fast forward to Jesus, who comes to fulfill the promises of the Old Testament. And he gathers his disciples. Now, his disciples were a real mixed bunch of people. They weren't just the same group that would hang out together all the time. We had, we had um, Philip. No, let me get this right. We had Simon, who was politically and violently anti-Rome. He was ready to go and sort of cause an uproar. And then we had Matthew, who worked for the Romans. So they were in the same group. They were not of the same opinion. We had people from different backgrounds, people from different economic backgrounds. They were different. And then Jesus, who he interacted with, was... One of the most telling things about him. He would interact with people that most other people wouldn't interact with. He would interact with women. He would interact with the Samaritan people who the Jewish people weren't meant to like. He interacted with rich people, poor people, those who had been shunned from society. He didn't just interact with people that were like him. And then he tells his disciples, go and make disciples of what? All nations. He asks his disciples to fulfill the promise from Genesis. All nations. And then when Jesus dies and he rises again and he goes to heaven, he leaves his disciples to go and tell and baptize all nations. And so we see that begin to happen in Acts. We see a multicultural, diverse church in Acts, which is really exciting. In, in um, Acts chapter 13, it talks of prophets and teachers from, from Africa and from, and from Greece. We see people, we see Romans, we see Jews. Women, men, poor, rich, all who are called to go and spread the church. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's what happened. So 2,000 years later, we have the church in all nations, all people, all traditions. We have a diverse and different church. Different is God's plan. Not division, but union. Union. Our purpose is to be united in our difference. In Genesis, it says we are made in the image of God. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, different but completely one. What does this look like for the church? I got to the point this week where I was like, okay, so what? What does this mean? What do we do now? Because, and, and Jacob, I'm seeing you there. You pointed this out to me last week. But one of the interesting things about, about Jesus' prayer in John that we read this morning is that it hasn't been answered yet. The church is not completely one. We are not known for our unity. Sadly, we are known sometimes more for our disunity. Jesus' prayer has not been answered. We get a glimpse of what Jesus' answered prayer looks like. It's in Revelation, where it says, a great multitude from every nation, every tribe, every people, every language, standing before the throne of God and before the Lamb. And so, yeah, as I said, I got to a point where I was like, what do we do now? What's our response as, as Christians when we see conflicts internationally? We see conflicts in our families. We see them in our church. What's, what do we do with that? What's our response? And, you know, we've already done a bit of it today. Because what did we do before I came up? We prayed. One of the things is to join in with Jesus and his desire for unity. Jesus had a desire for unity. That's something that he asked for. The, the passage that we read this morning is, is sort of like a culmination of a prayer. It's the end of a prayer, it's, it's the climax of a prayer, but it's also this culmination of so much more. It summarizes, it almost summarizes everything. Jesus wants us to be one with him. He wants us to be one with each other so that the world might know God. So so our response is to pray. When we pray, it's okay to pray for peace. It's okay to pray that God will end wars. It's okay to pray that God will bring people together. It's okay to pray for peace in families and for arguments to be over. We join in with Jesus. We weep over these situations and we pray for them as well. And as we pray, by God's grace... He comes and he answers those prayers. It's not by what we do, but it's by him. And the other thing that happens when we pray, when we're one with God, because we've talked about that in recent weeks, about praying, being at one with God, is there's a sending nature to what God does. So God and Jesus are one, and what does God do? He sends Jesus into the world. Jesus in the world, he gathers his disciples and he sends them out. So as we pray, our response should be to look out into the world and go. Make a difference. Go in the power of God and what he's given you. And aim for unity, aim for peace. And as I said, this covers everything. This, is, this verse is, is big. The gospel is almost in this prayer. And I'm going to ask the band to come up because I had a sense, because this is such a big topic and it covers everything in our lives, I had a sense that God might be speaking to different people. And perhaps convicting different people about different things as I spoke. That there might be areas in people's lives where you're thinking there is division and you're praying for God to do something. There might be issues or people or things that you're thinking about that's breaking your heart in the way that you imagine is breaking Jesus' heart as well that's causing you to weep, and you imagine just like it would be causing Jesus to weep. And for others, you might be having a desire to go, to be sent somewhere to be Jesus' witness of peace and unity. God is speaking, and when we pray, and we join in with the prayers of Jesus for unity, for peace, for oneness... What a privilege that we get to pray with Jesus on what is on his heart as well. So, we're going to worship our God who is good. And we're going to sing to him. But I just want to encourage you, if you sense that God has spoken to you, has convicted you of areas where there is division, of areas where there is hurt, um. At the 11, across our services, we just love to be able to pray with people for things going on in your lives, for things that God is putting on your heart, because we're a church, we're family, we do this together. We have a prayer team that would love to pray with you.